This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. Hang on, I got. That's a crack and a cold one. Mm. Uh, Miller High Life, not a sponsor of the show or anything. Just I just like the beer. I support it. It's a great beer. It's a great beer. We have it in Canada. It's terrific. It's the same thing. It's wonderful. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Nice to have you on this fine Tuesday. We're se- it's September. It's raining like hell here in Windsor, Ontario. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Hey, but uh, we got a great episode something that's very long overdue, a guy that I've wanted to have on the podcast for over three years. That's when I first met him. We did a lovely tour together over in Europe where this band is very big. They are very big. They're an American band. They don't tour that much in America anymore, but they are very successful in Europe. We talk all about it. Nathan of Boy Sets Fire, he is on the show I love this man. I love him for so many reasons, but he is, can I just say he's outspoken? He speaks his mind. He says what he feels. He does not hold back. We recorded this, like I said, a few months ago. The political landscape was different. It's ever-changing. He talks about that. This is a great episode, and this band is just so unique. I can't think of another band that's had their trajectory from their success in the 90s as a hardcore band to their you know mainstream moves to major labels we talk about that in this episode and now where they're at being european rock stars but having you know some regular lives back home in america it's a very very cool story and i want to thank nathan so much for doing this and let's not forget the whole lead singer 
aspect of this. He is a tremendous lead singer that actually had some vocal problems on the tour. I helped them out with some vocals the first time we toured together. This is real. This is real stuff that happens on tour, and that's why you're listening to this show, I think. I think. Anyways, hey, if you want to get in touch with me, it's very easy. I say it every week. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I do read all of my email, and uh, you can follow me on social media, at Shane Told on pretty much everything. You can follow the show as well. Just Google it. Just, it'll pop up, whatever. Make sure you don't forget about our Facebook page, because there's lots of stuff on there, surprisingly. Facebook is not dead, my friends. It is still the number one social media network in the world. I don't even know if that's true, but I'm going to say that it is. It probably is. So yes, check us out there as well. Make sure you're subscribed. Whatever you're listening to this on, there's some button that you hit subscribe, and then when, you know, you might be like, oh yeah, what that podcast that that guy does about the lead singers, the, oh yeah, uh, Shane, oh yeah, I haven't listened to that in a while. It will help you out. It'll remind you, and it's like good for the show or something, I think, when you're subscribed. If you want to write a review on iTunes, if you like the show, preferably five stars, feel free to do that as well. What else? What else is new with me? Well, uh, I've been doing some studio work. That's lovely. More about that will be, uh, you'll find out about that soon. But I'm also gearing up for a couple of tours, one in Europe and one in USA and Canada. This is, of, of course, with my band Silverstein. And we're doing a really, really fun tour with Anti-Flag and the Cancer Bats. That's mostly in, yeah, it's mainland Europe. And then after that, we head to America and we're doing a 15-year celebration event playing our first record when broken is easily fixed from start to finish followed by a greatest hit set it's going to be glorious we also have hawthorne heights and as cities burn and capstan supporting us what a lineup this is great you can get tickets for that tour at when broken is easily fixed.com they are selling fast toronto almost sold out brooklyn new york almost sold out Philadelphia already got moved up to a bigger venue, so these these shows are selling really, really well, and it's it's exciting. It's nice to know that, I don't know, people, this record means a lot to people. It's, it's a very, very cool thing, and uh, it'll be fun and challenging, I think, too, to uh, go back and, and play this record, and, you know, when we went back to uh, listen to the record and decide... Hmm, how are we going to do this? How are we going to pull this off? We realized that there is a, pardon my French, shitload of violin on the album. And we kind of forgot that that was a thing, you know, in our, our early band career. So we, we hired a violin player. His name is Mike. He's going to come out on the road with us. He's going to play violin, uh, a little bit of cello, uh, some, some, you know, some keyboard padding, and maybe even a little bit of third guitar it's going to be great to have him. It's going to really step up our show, I think. So make sure you go and you get tickets for that as well. Uh, if you want to support the show, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. It is a great club with me and other members, and we all hang out all over the world and on Facebook on a group. I do question and answer sessions every month. Um, I send people patches in the mail that are like, they're pretty cool. I should post what the, what the uh, patches look like online because I talk about the patches 
but I never really post them. And it's only, well, it's a minimum of $6 a month, which is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not too much if you, you know, if you got a job or whatever. If you don't have a job, maybe don't do this. But uh, yeah, so $6 a month, that gets you in the door. And it's really is a lot of fun. And uh, I really enjoy it. I really love hanging out with my sinners whenever I run into you in person on the internet and whatever else, you know, we we do. We do lots of stuff. And uh, did I mention bonus episodes and bonus content? I didn't. Uh, that's a thing as well as access to Lead Singer Syndrome merchandise. So check all that out. It is all good stuff. LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash all access. All access. There you go. Slash all access. Got that? Good. All right. Hey, I uh, ramble. I tend to ramble when I've had a couple uh, Miller High Lifes. That's okay. Hey, no thing. All right. Let's get into it. Here's my conversation as I sat backstage in Germany a couple months ago with my friend Nathan of Boy Sets Fire. Rise, 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 up in the obituary, what happened to us? When your anger, when your fucking rage, what a death is lost, let your privilege, denial, and self-gratified, Sweet man, right. we're doing it. We Finally are doing it's it. About time. We, I know, and we we've been talking about doing this since uh-huh. three years ago yep. when we did that last tour, and mm-hmm. you had some vocal problems, <laughs> yeah, a couple of difficulties. It was yeah, funny yeah. too because I hadn't even officially started the podcast, right? And it's funny when you do when you start something like this endeavor, and this mm-hmm. is I think this is going to be like episode 135. Right, that's awesome. So now mm-hmm. I like can say, hey, like. You don't want to do my show, and I don't feel bad asking. Right, right. Like, I don't feel right, like, yeah. a, like you I'm don't feel like, like you're putting someone out. The yeah, band yeah, yeah. might actually get something out of this. Right, like, right, Someone right. might listen to this and say, "Hey, I like this band. I'll buy your fucking records." Right, so, right, right. You know, but but well, back then, yeah, I was just asking people I knew I am like so close. Sorry. Yeah. So I I asked uh, like Strike uh, Thomas from Strike Anywhere, uh-huh. good buddy of mine. It's so good, we did one on that place tour. To start. He's oh, a sweet, God. sweet, sweet man. One of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I always say if if anyone says, "Oh, what's your favorite band to tour with?" Yeah, hands down. Uh, yeah, Strike it's anywhere. gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. collapse. Yeah. Uh, but if we're doing it finally. Yeah. And uh, I guess I'll ask you the question: How your voice is feeling now? Feels great. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. It. It apparently uh, on that tour, uh, the reason why I have of that like inhalant stuff and all that yeah, shit yeah. is because um, I had gotten a. A virus in my vocal cords and the issue was with all the dry weather and all that if yeah. you don't have moisture in there it it can't heal itself so you remember i had like antibiotics i had all this shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and and none of it was working and i finally went to a doctor in germany and they were like now stop taking the antibiotics what the fuck's wrong with you right, like here just right. this and this that's all you need, and within days it cleared up. Yeah. So now I, I do a lot of um, stuff to prevent any dryness in my throat or vocal cords, and it's right. been great. 
Yeah, it's crazy. You always man, get man. that tour sort of roughness, but it's, you know, whatever. I think the tour roughness, and, and I totally know what you're talking about, sometimes it makes me sound better. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Like, yeah, like yeah, especially yeah. when you're especially doing with the screaming. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah, singing, yeah. screaming, combo. You don't combo. sound like, like a 12 year old screaming. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. Your <laughs> right. singing gets a little rougher, but when you're like yeah. yelling through a PA, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you, uh-huh. you say that. And, and um, I mean, going back to, you know, back in the day, Boy Sits Fire. Uh, basically, you know, people come up to me and they say, oh, yeah, you, your band started this whole singing, screaming thing. <laughs> you were the first, like, you know, it used to be one guy would do the screaming in the band and one guy would do the singing in the uh-huh. band. And you were the first guy to do both. And I'm like, that's not fucking true. <laughs> there, I, there, I appreciate you saying that. There was, I mean, the and the band that I... You know, sorry to say, the band I usually reference first is Grade. Well, because they're Canadian. Because they're from my hometown, yeah. and that's my influence. I but- was about to say, yeah, I'll say it, fuck it. There is another Canadian that is not as gracious as you are <laughs> with the, uh, we weren't the first guys to start it. <laughs> so what do you mean? Well, it, throughout interviews, throughout all our career as a band, there is one thing that I have known, and that is Grade and us. We're it. We were the start to it. And I have always said that. No matter what, it it was not us. We didn't start it. It was grade and us. And (laughs) the cool thing about that, because I always thought it was a cool story, that it was, okay, there's two bands that really don't know each other at all, starting in the same year, everything is going at the same time, and we're both doing the same thing, the screaming and singing thing Mm -hmm. at the same time, and we didn't even know. You know that we were both doing it. And those two, our two bands instigated a lot of shit, basically. Now, I have said that in every interview. But, but what, okay, <laughs> but where did it come from for you, personally? Because I guess there were hardcore bands. You know, you were on, and let's talk about initial records. Well, we will talk about initial records. Yeah, 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 sure. But that's, such, that's a label with so much diversity. Right. There was, you know, pretty much metal bands on there, and there was, you know, mm-hmm. e- emo bands that were almost pop bands. Right. And you guys were sort of literally taking influences from both sides. Yeah. And before, but before that, there really, it right. hadn't really happened. Did it yeah, just yeah, seem yeah. for you like it was a natural thing to yeah, do? Yeah, and, and, and it was a little different with us than for Grade, because Grade took like sort of the hardcore thing and just made it cooler. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Like did like, started throwing singing into that. And we literally, even with the music... Did had like pop influences and stuff in there, which mm-hmm. Great also did later. So it's sort of cool that sort of two bands going like that. Yeah. Even though Kyle never says anything about us, doesn't doesn't ever uh, in an interview takes all the fucking credit. <laughs> I want to mess up his hair. We have to, I have to get Kyle on the show. I've been bugging him for years. Every. And he's all- He's Every always time. so self-deprecating, saying, no, no one cares what I have to say. Oh. Like, you shut up. You I know care. people care. Every time I see his fucking interview, I'm like, dude, you're missing someone. <laughs> and it just makes me want to mess his hair up. <laughs> Little jerk. But anyway, uh, so, so I think like when we started getting together, we were actually in Chad's uh, parents. What was it? It, it was like your old bedroom or something when we started. Yeah, yeah, when we started practicing. And, um, and it we we had like one guy that sort of started playing drums with it. like it was sort of a mishmash of people and yeah. trying to figure out what we were doing but in that mishmash you've got so many different influences and so many different things that everybody was into and so we basically went at it with okay we're going to write some songs and if they're good then that's what they'll be 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like trying to stay away from, even though it was obvious that we were sort of in that hardcore scene and stuff like that, we made a very concerted effort to not let that define us. Sure. You know, and to just be part, because hardcore at the time also was just a very wide spectrum of things, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, you know, if, if we wrote something that was poppy or it was almost country sounding or whatever, it was like, well, that's just us. That's what we do. Right. And, um, and it was cool, you know, taking influences from anything from, you know, I don't know, whatever metal band, hardcore band, or like even Shudder to Think or like, you know, or anything that was on the radio at the time, even like a right. couple of things, you know, so. Right, because the mid 90s was ra- like radio crazy, too. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. When Nirvana and the whole yeah. alternative mm-hmm. you know, movement was happening, too, yeah. which you couldn't get away from. You couldn't mm-hmm. ignore if you, if you tried. no. no. And taking those influences and bringing them into the hardcore realm and stuff like yeah. that, it was cool for people. You know what I mean? People had a certain vision of what hardcore was. And the 90s, uh, and fortunately, we, we were able to be a part of that time period because that time period was awesome for hardcore. It was a big opening from what hardcore was into what it could be. And then, of course, that closed off again. Right. But as it as it is, but it was like this great awakening for a little while, you know. And all these different thoughts, and all these different musics, and different ways of doing things, all under the umbrella. You could have Damnation, uh, Sleeposaurus, which was like a pop punk band, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Promise Ring play together. Sure, of you course, know, of Split you Lip could. could play that show. You know, anybody yeah. could play that fucking show, and it wouldn't matter. It was still a hardcore show. No. You know, I remember one so. I saw in Toronto. It was Hot Water Music, mm-hmm. Elliot, yep, Buried Alive, yeah, yeah, and Jersey, which was kind of like a punk, like uh-huh. punk rock grade, basically, right, it was right, like right, a right, yeah, side yeah, project, yeah, and and. I never didn't think anything of it. And then it was like a death metal band opening. Right. And, and you would it, never it, think anything of it. In it some just ways, all made I feel sense. like it's, it's coming back a little bit more that way now. Is it? Do yeah, you yeah, think I'm out like of touch days? now because I'm no, old. But so. just, something like this festival. Right. You know, well, they're yeah. able to, sure. you know, people are coming to see, uh, we're at Vainstream Rock Fest, by the way, which has, jeez, uh, I mean, we have the Beat Stakes headlining yep. and then there's everything from it's Modern right Life is War to, to whoever that is. I don't know who Casper is. Casper is a rapper. Oh, rapper. Okay. Must be German. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and stick to your guns. To your guns, guns terror, terror. Neck deep. Which, uh, by the way, Chromex are here. Casper is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, really good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that diversity, and of yeah. course, maybe that's Europeans being more open-minded. Yeah, yeah, as well. and it's a festival, so it's like right. a lot of things. Right. Uh, but they they put it under rock. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, not, it's not a DIY hardcore movement. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a little different, you know, than what I'm talking about in the early mid 90s, you know, yes, no. which was definitely a movement. You know, it was like a like all these festivals put together, these DIY festivals that were like self patrolled, self, you know, put together. Like everything was done within the scene. Totally. You didn't have like uh bouncer agencies and stuff and like right. things involved or catering and you know <laughs> no well maybe vegan like yeah, vegan yeah, bake yeah. sale somebody would make a vegan yeah. soup right. you know yeah. your rock exactly. soup and that be you know uh, and i miss yeah. those days yeah yeah but no the diversity was was that back there because people would call uh, i'm trying to think of a super heavy heavy band like let's say turmoil yeah, right, yeah. from philadelphia mm-hmm. super heavy band would play and then another band from um you know philadelphia area Lifetime, yeah, but they're they're both hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah, they're both yeah. called hardcore bands, right. but they're, yeah, they yeah, couldn't yeah. be more yeah. different, right? 
So I, I do love that, that that was the way things shook out. Yeah. So the first time I ever heard your band was on the initial records compilation Extreme Music. Do yeah. you remember this? Yes, of course I do. I went in. I want to show you the cover so we can laugh oh, about yeah. it again. Yeah. It is the worst thing. Oh, it was done on purpose. Oh, I know. Andy is... I know. There yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I pulled and it up. And the name and everything, like in all those words, it was so funny because yep. everything Initial did was very tongue-in-cheek. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, when you have the Enkindles on your right. label, right, right, you right. know what I mean? Like So, so it, was, it was very like making fun of the whole... Well, that shit, you know? Yeah. No, I love it. And then <laughs> I guess that was a panel. I don't remember this. A whole panel advertising who did the layout. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll post that on the Instagram. Yeah, too. Yeah. I think oh, I did so before. Good. I've talked yeah. about that before yeah. on this show. Andy it's, Rich it's was, so, is fucking great. Um, <laughs> so so when you, you guys did that, I guess, you know, you went very quickly from initial, it was like kind of a mid-sized hardcore mm-hmm. label, doing some things, you know, some fests they put on and everything, to all of a sudden going to victory. Mm-hmm. How did that happen in the beginning, early days? It was just a step up, you know what I mean? I, we, um, I think that we never found a home until now right. which it's our label so funny? there you yeah. have it you know what i mean but i i think we were very skeptical of labels even our friends which you know andy got no problems with andy got no problems with initial of course initials not around anymore but um but it's always a, a weird like huh you know yeah. like how are we gonna get screwed this time you know what i mean right um <clears throat> but uh when we and and in that spirit when we went to victory we signed a one-off Oh, you did. We are the only band. And especially after that happened, no other band got that contract. That's crazy yeah. because I, you know, just looking at your career and your trajectory mm-hmm. and like, okay, album number one was on initial, album Tony number two was on was victory. was not happy to with us later. And, and then album awesome. number three was on Sony or whatever. Yep. And I always wondered how you guys got out of the, out of it. One off. Oh, crazy. we fought for it because at the time we knew our worth. At that time, we were a rising band. We were a band that every label wanted at that point. And, and we literally wanted to be on Victory. Sure. Because um, we were stupid. But, um, we, um, but we weren't too stupid to know that we should try and push for a one-off here. Because who knows what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I've heard some weird stories. Already some weird stories were circulating about that right, label and stuff, right. which got way worse later. But um, And we're just like, you know, not only that, but who knows where we're going to want to go next? You know what I mean? And it's our career. It's our lives. Why should we put our trust fully in one place? You know, yeah. all our eggs in one basket. So so we we argued it and fought it. And it, it came back to bite us in that Tony wouldn't let us do a video, wouldn't let us do, you know, all this uh, yeah, type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we were happy to trade those things for having freedom. Right. You know what I mean? We can do whatever the fuck we want. You know what I mean? So totally. awesome. Totally. Uh, so when we, when we stopped, we got some pretty hateful emails from Tony. Yeah. <laughs> we're not re-upping. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and we were called sellouts and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, fucking whatever, dude. So, and then we signed a wind up. And, um, and, and with that, um, we weren't able to do the one off, but the cool thing about the wind up situation, we tried, you know, I was like, all right, Hey, let's see if this really works. Take a shot. Take a shot. See what happens. We found out that unfortunately we were not the band for that kind of thing. 
like they were pushing writers on us and like stuff like that things because we weren't writing the hit as they needed to hear mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so we went back and forth. We had a lot of arguments. We put out the one album and then we started writing Misery Index and they were like, we don't hear a hit. I was like, Empire. They were like, no. It's like, Empire. No, all right. You know, right, it's like, right. they were like, why don't we, why don't we rewrite Rookie with, a, with someone else? Fuck no. Not going to happen, guys. Come on. So, to their credit, I will, and I, I will not let people talk shit on Wind Up for this reason. Uh, not for us, for us, but for them. So, when it got down to it, I remember we had a meeting. We are like, we got to talk to them, see if they'll let us out of the contract. Yeah, yeah. They reluctantly, but very graciously, let us out of like uh, over a million dollars. Like worth of a contract. Wow. Like literally let us go. Like with everything. Like they were just like, I mean, obviously they kept the album. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. but um, but they were like, yeah, I mean, we're both miserable, you know? Right. And that's, it, it was sort of like a breakup with a, with a girlfriend. Like it, that, that ends <laughs> amicably. Like okay, we were okay. like, okay. we're, we're both sides were like, I, I remember I was talking to Alan Meltzer. He's, he's, he died actually not that long ago. Um, but, um, I was talking to Alan I was like, look, man, we're miserable. You guys are miserable. All we do is argue like what? It's not going to go anywhere. I mean the, and, and you guys could just shelf us or whatever and screw us over. But do you really want to do that? You know what I mean? We have a relationship like we're we're friends, you know what I mean? Let's not get crazy, you know? And he was like, nah, you're right. Let's just, we'll let you out. It's like, wow. Awesome. Wow. And so, and then you broke up anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we broke up anyways. So, yeah, yeah. But it was cool, you know what I mean? It was cool too. And then we put out um, uh, Misery Index on Equal Vision before right. we broke yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it was time to have a break. It was, we had gone through so much. We were climbing the ladder. We were doing the work. We were, you know what I mean? Like really trying to push ourselves as a band and not only as a band, but also as a, a belief system. And, a, you know, everything was so. Oh, there was so much to it that it was exhausting. Yeah. And then it seemed that although we could come to Europe every year and it would be fine, every new al- album was a challenge in the U.S. We would build up. We'd have about a thousand people at shows. We'd write a new album, start at 30 again. Have mm, to build back really? up. Every fucking tour, every album, I shit you not. That is what happened. It's, you know, it's interesting you say that. I... I because we're talking about 2005, 2004. Mm-hmm. That's like the prime time, you yeah. know, screamo, whatever. It was terrible for you us. Know. It was absolutely awful. Six-week tours of just 30 people showing up where there used to be like a 1,000. And then having to build that up again. Yeah. And it was like, we can't. We have families. We have all this stuff. We can't every album start from scratch. This is insane. And I don't know why it was, and I don't really care. You know, it's not like it's not like we're owed anything. You know what I mean? I hate that attitude yeah. where it's like where it's like, what the fuck? I don't care. Shit happens. You know what I mean? And we're happy now. You know, like we come over here, we have a great crowd. We'll play a little bit in our area, have a great crowd. We'll have fun, and really, that's what it's about anyway. I don't need totally. to make a living off of this. So who gives a fuck? You know, that's not why we were doing it in the first place. Right. So, right. So in that spirit, we decided to break up for a while and we really did need to have that time where we went, fuck this, we're done. Yeah. You know, so we went through like five years of that 
and uh, I did some projects like the casting out. And um, then we were like, you know, hey, let's try this again. And I mean, honestly, at the center of a lot of this was the relationship with our drummer at the time, Matt. Okay. Who had uh, very different ideas of how the band should go. And, and at the end of the day, I don't think any of our personalities matched his. And I especially was very unwilling to move forward in a band with him. And I think we were all on the same page in different regards. Okay. Um, and Well, how is his personality different? And that's not, he's, he's a different human being altogether. He has a different moral compass. He has a different ethical compass. He has a different way of seeing things. And that's neither wrong nor right. But to me, it was completely the opposite of what I believe in. Right. Um, and, and we would, and uh, he as a person, our personalities, he and I especially, I only want to talk for myself here, uh, but he and I personally did not get along yeah. at all. Yeah. There was not, it was oil and vinegar. It was a completely different way of, seeing things and acting towards people. And I, I do not, and I don't think this would be a shock to anyone or him. I doubt he would even listen to this, but if he did, he would not be shocked to me saying, I don't think he's a good person. You know, I don't like him. I don't care for him. He doesn't like me. He doesn't care for me. And it's funny that there's sort of a piece in that to know that you just can't get along. And so therefore you will not, talk to each other you won't be around it's like each you've other. come to a conclusion and that's the yeah, end of it that's the end of it right good on you like right. if we see each other we'll just ignore each other and keep walking doesn't matter you know <laughs> what i mean why why should we have to know each other sure know? so um so that and that's just my viewpoint on him and i i couldn't be in a band with him anymore but so when we got back together after that it was matt sort of leading the way to get us back and he and i had to have a couple of talks and like look, man, I can't do this in the way we've been doing it. You know, uh, I don't like it. It's not fun. I'm not having a good time. No one's having a good time. And, and we can't move forward like this. If you want to get this back together, you know, I was the last one that needed convincing. Everybody else was like, fuck yeah, it'll be fine. Right, you know? right, right, right. And I was like, eh, I remember I, I did not forget how shitty this got, you know? Um, and, um, I, no man, it's cool. You know, I helped him move out of his place in Brooklyn. And we had went and got dinner and hung out for a little bit, and it was like, okay, maybe we can maybe we can work this out. You know, mm-hmm. we we have a difference, but I I think maybe you know we can we can see eye to eye on some things. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't. We tried, we tried very hard, and it turned into, it literally turned into okay, either and and it was from both sides, either he's leaving or I'm leaving, right. Um, but it took a while. You guys had already reformed and done some things yeah, before yeah, he we actually did some left. Things and and we tried. We did a good. Yeah. You know, we we really tried. And then finally, Matt, we kicked him out. He left. However you want to see it, I don't give a fuck. Right, you know what I mean? Right. If he wants to tell people he left, if I want to tell people we got rid of him, who cares? He's gone. You know. <laughs> um, and that's not. And and the funny thing is, is I think and and will always stand up for his talent. Oh, sure, uh, he's sure. an incredibly talented drummer, and I respect that without, without any painting of my opinion of him as a person. Um, so, um, so that was a loss, honestly. Right. Was, was that talent, because he, his drumming did define a lot of what Boy Sets Fire was, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that was a loss, and, but at the same time, you have to go wow. with priorities. You know Jared, I mean? is, Jared is and pretty Jared, soft behind the kid. Right, well, well. 
I mean, Jim, I, and we'll get to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so we, um, after that, we had to figure out what we were doing. And we tried out several drummers and even had people come in and fill in for, uh, uh, I'm going to say the day the sun went out, but that's not it. Uh, While well, Nation Sleeps. Yeah. Had somebody yeah. come in and fill in on that and do a couple of shows and stuff like that. And it just wasn't working out with that. Uh, so we decided on Jared. And that was the most solid, amazing thing we've ever done. Yeah. Like, you know, you it, was like, it was like, well, there you go. Done. You know, not only is his drumming fucking on point. I mean, he's an incredible drummer. Uh, to the fact that people hire him all the time. Sure, play. sure. Um, he is a sweet individual. Like, just, he's an amazing guy. I love Jared to death. It was, it was really a pleasure to bring him into our family. You know what I mean? Um, because he's just, he's part of the family. It's easy. We all get along with him. We all, he has the same spirit and temperament as the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, and the same vision and the same, you know what I mean? So, and with that solid, amazing drumming, perfect. There you 100%. go. 100%. We there won, you, go. you know? So. Never mind that the wives call him the pretty one. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> fine because he is. Yeah, you know, that's great. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, but we'll be right back with more from Nathan of Boy Sets Fire. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Guys. I want to talk to you about underwear, t-shirts, socks, hoodies, sweatpants, stuff you wear every day of your life. If you're like me, it's not easy. It's not easy to find consistent fitting, great underwear and other basics. Enter Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They want you to be comfortable. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. They will still refund you. No questions asked. They are big on this. Come on. It makes sense. You, you, you can't try on underwear over the internet. We, they understand this. So go order your first pair risk-free. One of my favorite things when I was checking out the website, and I just got hooked up with them, so I haven't even got my stuff yet. I'm very excited to check it out. Is their naturally antimicrobial underwear and t-shirts. So they literally eliminate odor. It is so cool. And not only are they functional and comfortable, but they look good and they perform well. It's good for working out, going to work, going on dates, everyday life. Now, of course, I want to bring you guys awesome stuff, but I also want to bring you guys a great deal. We're talking 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com. I'm going to spell that out for you. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter promo code LSS at checkout. That's 20% off. And remember, this is risk free. If you don't like it, if you don't like that underwear for whatever reason, and I don't think it's going to happen, they'll refund you. No questions asked. 
they guarantee you these are going to be the most comfortable underwear and other basics you've ever tried. Again, head over to MacWeldon.com and enter promo code LSS to save 20% off your first order. Go there right now. Another thing, too, when we're talking about you know other members of the band is the fact that you have two bass players. Yes. That's pretty yeah. abnormal. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, Bob, Robert is your guy over here, and then you have an American bass Chris player, Rankes. which I guess I met once yeah, Chris when Rankes. we did the show yeah. together in Philly, but... Yep. How did how does this all work? Uh, it's all friends. I'm sure people wonder. Boys That's Fire is a friend and family organization. Uh, everybody that you've met in our crew, those are all our family. Those are all friends of ours. You know what I mean? Like, um, and and maybe not from the beginning, but since they've come in, yeah. they yep. keep coming back because they're part of our family. You know, uh, and and we treat them as such. Um, and I think that's where where we really parted ways with Matt and started doing it in this realm. Yeah. And uh, he was a very business-minded person. And uh, we are all more, let's have fun and create a movement and a family around this. You know what I mean? Music can be something more. It can be what we felt in the 90s. You know what I mean? It does not have to be this business, this weird, gross feeling all the time. It can be something beautiful that people are attracted to because of that, because they see the joy and the happiness and the, and the sincerity in it, you know? And sure. if they don't see that, fine, fuck them, who cares? We're still going to be able to have fun. And, and, and when people don't care about it anymore, we'll have some great memories. You know what I mean? We'll go do other things and that'll be great, you know? No, I love that. So, I love that mentality. And um, that's part of that mentality is bringing in uh because Robert just can't fly over on, you know, the on a whim. Like say we have a like somebody's like, "Hey, can you do a benefit down the street? It'll be cool. It'll help out a local friend." Fuck yeah, we can do that. We're not flying in Robert for that. You know what right. I mean? Rakes will come do it, you know? And I guess um, you're an American bass player, it's the same thing. He he's just He's yeah. got a life back home, and he's not flying over here for right, right, right. Yeah, a couple but festivals he does or whatever. Sometimes when he doesn't have work, he'll come over and he'll roadie for us oh, yeah. and hang out. And every once in a while, like for vehicle, he'll get up on stage and play it with us. Sure. Like so, uh, it's yeah, it's awesome. What about when you guys? Because I mean, obviously, the 2015 self-titled record. Who played bass on that? How did you work on that one? They both did. Yeah, yeah. they both collaborated. Yeah. So it yeah. was on the albums. They you collaborated. Were just a six-piece yeah, yeah, yeah. band. Yeah. Robert cool. definitely does the more complex stuff, but, yeah. but we definitely put Rakus in there. Like, love that. Yeah, no, that's that's very cool. So, um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, a lot of people listening to this. I think I looked up the statistic. It's eighty-four uh, percent of the listeners are American. Yeah. So this very American-centric nice. podcast, despite me not being American, even. right, right, right. But um, so a lot of people are going to be remembering you guys either from the early days of after the eulogy yep. or, uh, you know, tomorrow um, come today, mm-hmm. or they're maybe never heard of your band. Right. But over here in Europe, not only have you been successful pretty much consistently the whole time, yeah. but I think you've even had a bit of a resurgence in the last couple oh, yeah. of years with younger people. Without a doubt, it's crazy. And it is crazy. And as an American yourself, and someone that's speaking about American politics a lot, mm-hmm. You're preaching to Germans and, mm-hmm. and Europeans about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you wrestle with that? How does that make you feel when you Mm-mm. realize, like, because you guys don't do a lot of American shows at all? Right. 
And and I don't. We've made a definite effort to not speak necessarily on American. Poli- I even hate the word politics. Because what we try to speak to... You guys are to, oft, often call the political band. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. and I know. And that's fine. I mean, right. people need a label for something. Right. But politics are stuffy suits. Politics are presidents. Politics are governors and senators. Uh, what we talk about is is more of of a, a, a revolutionary sort of, of um, thing that's beyond politics. Um, and... Granted, it has political overtones. It sure, has, of course. It has the idea of politics in it, you know. But, uh, but I don't see um, more radical and revolutionary ideas as necessarily poli- political. Mm-hmm. Because when I think political, I think suits and I think senators and presidents, right. like I said. But anyway, my point being is that when we're over here, uh, when I'm speaking on what's going on in the world today... I am definitely speaking on what's going on in the world today because the problems that we're seeing right now, and I I literally say this on stage, are not just U.S. problems. We wake up every morning and we see it on the news every morning. It's all coming from the U.S. to an extent. But we forget that this populist attitude, this fear, this bullshit, this darkness that's hanging over right now is in the world. The world. Italy. Germany, Austria, the UK, the US, all over the fucking world. People are scared and they're allowing that fear to control how they treat others. And that's the political truth of today. You know, all of these all of this polit- all of these politics, they don't actually matter. What matters is that these politics and these politicians could not be in control if it were not for the fear of the people. And that fear is their currency. They use that. If they can keep you afraid of immigrants, if they can keep you afraid of refugees, if they can keep you uh, afraid of transgendered people, if they can keep you talking about which bathroom someone's using, if they can keep you... um, scared of the person next to you or the person in the next country that you don't really know a lot about because you've never been there. You know, you've never talked to these people, but this person is feeding to your base instinct of fear. They win. Every fucking time they win. And so what I try to tell people is to start small. Look at the crowd you're in and start changing your mind to these are my brothers and sisters I am not going to prejudge this situation or this person until I actually get to know them. I need to know who this person is before I can say anything, but this is a fellow human being that I need to give respect to as a fellow human being. Then to take that idea and to start extending it, because you will. And let me backtrack a little Mm -hmm. bit. Before you can do that, Happy people don't make other people miserable. First is to work on yourself. Right, right. So, so unless positivity you are happy... Positivity breeds positivity. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just, it's, it's obvious. Like, yep. if you are upset with yourself and you see someone smiling, you immediately go, what's that fucker smiling about? You know what I mean? Right. But if you're happy, you're like, oh, you too. Awesome. Right. It doesn't matter right. why they're fucking smiling. You don't give a shit. If you're happy, it doesn't fucking matter. 
Nothing matters. If you hate yourself and you're surrounded by people who are, say, trans people, and, and you're like, well, what these fuckers, they can't decide who they are, fucking like type of shit. But if you're happy, you don't even fucking notice. It doesn't goddamn matter. Right. It doesn't matter because all you know is that you're surrounded by people who finally found themselves, who are finally happy with who they are. And that makes you happy. I, it's crazy. Like I, I've been filtering out like my Facebook friends and stuff because okay. I, I, I've been because of the fact that now that I'm happy, I can't stand misery anymore. I can't handle it. Like it, it just makes me sad. But I have so many friends who are gay or trans or are different color, or different religion or different culture or whatever than I am. And I revel in it. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. just see these people every day. One of the coolest things about social media right now, and I will bring this back to where I was talking, but sure, no, I'm no traveling problem. a little I bit. Love, I love but, the rambling. But like, one of the coolest things is, is people being able to come out to the world. That's fucking awesome. Like right. People that, you know, they, <laughs> I, I was in tears. A friend of mine that I knew, he's, she, sorry. She um, was actually back in the day, one of my girlfriend's little brothers. Okay. Hadn't talked to him in a long time. Yeah. Finally got back in touch with him on Facebook. And, 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 and recently, her name's Rebecca. And um, God, just watching like all those like really sad pictures and just like, like turn into this like brilliant, happy, awesome woman. Pff, fucking brilliant. Yeah. She's so stoked yeah. she got her license changed, like all this shit, like, how can you not be stoked for people, you know? Sure. Like that. And that comes from a place of happiness. When you're happy, other people's happiness is your happiness. Right. You know? so, so bringing that back to that, starting there, then looking out to your immediate surroundings, whether it's at a show, whether it's in your city, your town, your neighborhood, and regarding those folks as your brothers and sisters as people who share this world with you and people that you have possibly many things alike, but also many things different that you could learn from. Right. Um, right. And to share that idea because it sounds simple, but it's not. People don't see other people as, as part. That's, that's one of the problems now. We don't see the world as a global community. It's all this me, 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 me shit. Right, sure. And, and fear and anger and hate. So as you keep extending that out, it becomes that at some point. When people are finally able to accept that we live in a global com- community and if we see things that way, we will start, start not only caring for ourselves more, but caring for others more and that will keep coming back. It's almost like a selfish altruism. You know what I mean? It, of course. Because it comes back. It takes care of you. You take care of others. It comes back to take care of you. And that's the issue we get into with politics when they're talking about health care, when they're talking about education, right. when they're talking about these issues. They're thinking of it of, oh, this is coming out of my pocket. No, you're fucking wrong. That's you are looking on such a simple plane of you. Yes. And you're not seeing the wide spectrum of things and how this all comes back to you at the end. And how we all get to share. It, it blows my mind. Because you have, oh, this fucking hippie bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, but it's the same <laughs> thing as, 
it's the same thing. I, I'd rather be happy instead of you. You look bored and angry all the time. You know what I mean? Right. These people, they always look pissed off. It's like you're not ha- either that or their comedy is always hurtful. They're always sure, bullies. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's a good way to put it. So yep. it's like you definitely see it's it a like lot. There's no happiness in your joy. You know what I mean? The joy you find is only in being disgusting to other people. So you're not actually happy. You know, and that's that's a fact. Um, so I don't care about that shit. I don't care about that weird right wing political. Uh, I'm so angry at the world and everybody's coming to get me martyrdom, white dickhead fucking bullshit um, because it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. I mean, what are you going to do? I, OK. OK. Everybody's on their own. I'm going to come over and shoot you in the head. And nobody can do anything about it. Right. It's true. I mean, well, well, I always think what's, what's funny and you know, I'm Canadian obviously. And I'm also a European citizen mm-hmm. and I, my, my family is from Estonia for people that don't know. And whenever people start talking shit on socialism, yeah, I think it's really funny because, yeah. well, first of all, America is socialist. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it blows my you, fucking you, mind. You know, there is someone fixing, like the fixing the roads. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And and yeah. you know, your tax money is going towards things. Yeah. It's it, it's it, ingrained. It's, Forty hour work week. Like right, alone. right. Child labor laws are socialist. Like R- right. I mean, it's fucking drives me nuts. It, it really is just funny how how clueless people can yeah. be about about these things because I think you're right about how it mm-hmm. if it starts coming out of my pocket, all of a sudden I care about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and mm-hmm. you know what, what was the old, what notice. was the old thing about with Bush? What back when Bush Jr. was in when he was trying to get he basically there was. It was kind of like vote for me, and you're gonna get like a fifty dollar tax break. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah. thing? Oh my god! And and it worked. Yeah, it worked. People are idiots. Oh, got fifty bucks back, right? Yeah. It's while the re- and what other people people don't realize that money that they're taking away from social programs that doesn't come back to you, dipshit. That goes into defense spending. That right. goes into the military complex. That goes into right wing fucking bullshit. You're just trading. What right. you're putting that it's not coming back to you, idiot. Like they don't give you your money back. Yeah. Like so, I, and the socialism thing is the thing that it fucking blows my mind because every time oh socialism you, you're thinking communism. No socialism is you're thinking communism. Right. Social com- communism. Like it's every time. Like it's like <laughs> and it just it's crazy because yeah, like no. I mean you're from Canada. You know what I mean? Like I saw this. It was last night. It was like. Maybe some of these socialist students should go have to live in a socialist society and see how it works. I'm sure they'd be stoked to. <laughs> Germany, Canada, um, Switzerland, uh, Sweden. I'm sure they would love to do that. Yeah. So, and then some guy, Switzerland is the most capitalist country ever. Dude, okay, we're done talking. <laughs> we are absolutely done talking. Like you, I know. You are it- on a level of stupid and... That I just can't like it blows my mind anymore. Well, you've you've talked about you know so much of you know politics of today, and what's really you know incredible and you know coming out and singing after the eulogy with you is you know when you do that clean singing part that you know how many dying mm-hmm. millions have to yeah uh, whatever it is crawl to our crawl front, front doorsteps yeah, yeah. you know that is. A, a song that came out twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and could those lyrics be any more relevant yeah. than today? Yeah. Sadly, (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, Sadly, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because nothing's yeah. changed, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but it's incredible. What's uh, it take? Yeah, it's and, and literally now you see with the refugee crisis in in South America and and Mexico and places like yeah. that where people are coming up because they're they're being killed and raped and tortured and all of this stuff and they're coming for help with their children and we throw them in a penitentiary and take their kids. Yeah. It fucking blows my mind. I and mean, oh, and talking to people anymore, I can't do it anymore because it's people who have that viewpoint of, well, they're illegal, fuck them. You know what? Fuck you. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I can't, I can't converse with these people anymore. I can't handle it anymore because it's gotten to this point, and I guess I'm that intolerant left they speak of which is complete horseshit. Because <laughs> you know what? If I walk into a room and you've got your fucking foot on my, on, on my brother's neck, I'm fighting you. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what the fucking story behind it is. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's um, like I said, I, I see the world very differently in a, in a, more, in a more communal way. And, and when people are being hateful and fearful of people looking for help. I don't care about those people at that point. You don't care about them. I don't care about you now. And that's just, that's how it has to be. We can't keep apologizing for these people. We can't keep (laughs) having discussions and civil debates with people who are not fucking civil human beings. They're not good people. No. So I, I refuse to continue to, to bow down to, and, it, and it's not just the right wing, it's centrist, it's other fucking liberals that buy into this bullshit that we should be civil, that we should be um, um, calm and collective, w- collected with these fucking pieces of shit that treat other, pe- other people like garbage. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I read a tweet yesterday that was something like, um, Democrats keep saying... A dog can't play basketball. Meanwhile, a dog keeps dunking on right, our ass right, yeah. over and over again. <laughs> it's their butt all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You know, yeah, which yeah. It's, it's like funny, right? It, yeah, it's, without a doubt. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, you know, if I have to fight fire with fire a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Which could be a problem. Yeah. For, well, it's, you know. It's, it's only a problem if you allow it to be a problem. If you're honest, which the problem is, is that the Democrats are not being honest with themselves. Right. And they need to start getting more people in there, actually, actual democratic socialists in there, and stop fucking around. Stop saying we're not a party of the far left and that wacko socialist stuff. Yes, you fucking are. Own it. <laughs> yeah. You just got someone elected in New York. Keep fucking going. You know, I, I, it makes me sick. We fucking, especially with the, with the new Supreme Court, if the Democrats do thing. not stand up with to this and 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 do something about this, they're just as bad. They're complicit. Fuck them also. They have a chance here. The Democrats have a chance to say, okay, let's actually be a liberal party. Let's actually uh, do things that help people. Let's actually uh, be the the monsters they say we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and if they don't, then they failed. And they are complicit and they are just as bad because they did it during the Bush administration. They let a second, uh, a second um, term. term come through. 
and I hated them then, then for it, and I'm still untrusting of them. You know, I, I am untrusting what they did to Bernie Sanders. I'm untrusting of a lot of things, but they have a chance to really gain the hope of people right now and to really turn things around. And it's not, it's not the idea that we need to have the Democratic version of Trump because we don't. We need someone who is the mirror opposite of what is happening. And that takes more guts. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should we talk about now? Music? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> how, about, <laughs> how about we talk about music more? Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, is uh, that what this was about? Music? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I like I think it's important to say what's on your mind, man. Yeah. And you know, and and a lot of people need to hear this stuff. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, you guys uh, working on any new stuff? It's been about three years since the last record. Uh, not really. Uh, I've been working on a lot of stuff with my solo. Yeah. Stuff, of course. So, yeah. um, I have a so plans so far. That would be a good thing to talk about. Let's talk about the plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. This will be the last for Boy Sets Fire for this year. Uh, then I will come back in August for a few dates uh, for my solo stuff. That'll be the end of Europe for us uh, for this year. Um, I'll go home. I'll do probably about two weeks worth of uh, solo dates in the U.S. In oh, November. cool. Cool. Yeah. So November, look out for that. Um, since bunch of u.s people listening <laughs> yeah i'll be going down south like basically i'll go down the east coast south um <clears throat> and um after that the beginning of the year i will be releasing a solo it's a uh, live dvd cd from the last tour uh solo album live dvd cd cool. album uh and then I will go into the studio with Pete from Bouncing Souls again uh, to do another solo album. We have been talking about doing another Boy Sets Fire album, but we're only doing it when it feels right. Okay. You know? So sure. we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Well, I guess it's, it's, when it's just you, it's easy to coordinate your own schedule. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, right. I, I assume that at home, you know, yeah. in, in Delaware or wherever it is you live now, mm-hmm. uh, you have a job. Yeah. And you have, you have a family, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. So... You know, this is all kind of like a part-time career. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yep. mm-hmm. which is which is different yeah. from a lot of people on the show. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I talk to people that are just fully immersed. Right, and this is all they do is in a band where you have to juggle, your, you know, your personal life and your mm-hmm. and your work back home. Uh, is that well? A, and that my must main be... musical focus really is the solo stuff. Right, I love this, but it is it really is a side thing. You know, right. But it's so. all it must almost be very challenging. Uh, to an extent, but yeah. not really. No. You know what I mean? Because we're all on the same page. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like one person is like, I don't feel like it. And everyone else is like, let's go. You know, right. it's, we're all on the same page. We're like, well, if it comes around, it comes around. And especially with music, we're definitely not going to force an album. That's fake. You know, right, bull- bullshit right. to that. You know, if the music comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And we'll figure it out when it does. You know, well, it certainly came last time with with your self-titled record. Yeah. Uh, which is a bold move. Yeah. Bold move to release a self-titled. <laughs> self-titled at that point. I always yeah, yeah. figure either either the band knows they have it or they just can't think of a fucking title. It's right. one or the other <laughs> when you both. do a self-titled a record. Both, right? yeah. um, but, you know, that album features some of, you know, your now your most loved songs, yeah. especially one match mm-hmm. being, you know, a huge hit and yeah. a staple of your set list. Yep. Uh, how did that song uh, come about? 
Was it Rakus? Yeah, Rakus really? wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, there we were go. talking about him earlier. Our American bass good player thing wrote you're keeping it. Him around. Yeah. He writes some catchy fucking songs. Yeah, yeah. He was in the casting out with me. Okay, and helped write some of that stuff. So yeah, he he's real good at writing catchy shit. So, <laughs> and and when we did that album, like it was like I said, everyone has a part in it. You know, Rakus and Robert and all of us like have a part in what we do. So we were all sort of sending tidbits back and forth to each other and everything. Um, and and then we'd all sort of send like twelve minute songs to Chad to tear apart and turn into songs. <laughs> and and that's how that album worked. And it was great. It, it's, it's, um, I, not to sound like a complete asshole, but it's one of my favorite rock albums ever. <laughs> great. I mean, I, I've loved a lot of our albums, but that album I can listen to and disconnect myself from being on the album and just go, I fucking love this album. <laughs> it's one of my favorite albums ever. I like, love that. Uh, there you go. That answers the question that, that yeah. I'm sure we all get. It's yeah. like, do you listen to your own music? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And most people, I I, here's my theory. Uh-huh. Everyone fucking does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'll be driving in your car by yeah, yourself, yeah. whatever, yeah. time of day. Oh, don't be an uh, asshole. Admit to I'll it. I'll put yeah, it yeah, on. Yeah. I'll yeah. listen to it. Okay, yeah. I remember this part. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you look back and a lot of times you smile. You remember yeah. something that happened in the studio that was yeah. funny or, mm. or, you know, or sometimes it can be more reflective if it, right. you know, means something to you. Mm. But the amount of people that would say, "No, nah, fuck that! I don't listen to my own stuff." Right, right, right. It's it's, it's kind of like no. it's kind of like when when someone's like, "What? I wasn't looking at you. I'm not right, gay. Yeah. I'm not fucking gay." <laughs> right, so it's right. It's this like stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pat, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> it's, I, it's funny because it's it, literally this album because of that factor. I almost wish I wasn't on it because I want to like blast it everywhere. <laughs> like be like, "Dude, check out this album. It's so good." <laughs> and people be like, "Dude, that's your fucking album." I know, but it's so good. Like well, and and to and to distract from the ego side of that, that is not just me. You know what I mean? That's my best friends in the world sure, sure. making music with me. So there's no problem in taking pride in that. There's no problem in saying this record fucking moves me. This is awesome because me and a collective of my best friends in the world got together and created this. So why shouldn't I think that's beautiful and amazing? You know? Right. Because it's not just me, you know? It's great. Right. No, it's, it's and the amount of times I've put on one match at like, I've DJed like an emo night or something. I'm throwing it on and people come up. What is this? You know, like, what is this? It's like, you know, and, and, and they're very, uh, you know, stoked and, and awesome. sometimes surprised this to right, hear that yeah. it's Boy Sets Fire. Who? Oh, they're, right. the, they're the Rise band. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still around. <laughs> right. 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 Um, you guys, do you guys do any Boy Sets Fire shows in the U.S.? It's, it's, it seems yeah. like it's, it's not a rare. lot. You not don't a lot. Ever do a do. tour. Every once in a while we do like little ones, like, Either yeah. a little bit up north, a little down south, a little yeah. right in the area. but uh, And we've tried to do some other stuff, but it's you got to get the schedules together. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And that's that's Chad's job. It's very frustrating and annoying for him. <laughs> what? He's, um, is, is Chad the one with the the most kind of crazy work schedule to, to work around? Well, no. No, 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 no. It's that Chad... Chad's is, in the room with us, so I'm looking yeah, at yeah, Chad. Yeah, yeah, Chad. We're looking like, at him a right now. He's, case, he's yeah, yeah. across the room. So, it, the thing... With Chad is that he... Okay, so when Matt left the band, 
Chad took on the responsibility of sort of dad. Okay, the business the guy. The bi- yeah, yeah, say. doing yes, all yes, this yes. stuff. Yep. So he always gets stuck with making sure everyone's schedules are together, all this shit. So I always feel for him because it's always like just this frustrating mess of trying to get, it's like hurting cats, you know, like so. <laughs> hurting cats, that's <laughs> yeah. a very funny expression. Uh, that's great. Well, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's great to be over here with you guys and playing with you guys. Yeah. Some of you know some of our best friends we've met, you know, in our whole career, mm-hmm. which is which yeah, is cool. Definitely. Maybe just because we're old guys, I don't know. No, but, but I, uh, we definitely hit it off, and it's, it's been awesome. It's really, really that we awesome, keep and getting together. You I, know, I, I wish you guys you know, all the best with continued success. And I mean, if album six can be so good, why not? Why not keep it up with album seven? We'll see what happens. You'll be jamming yeah. that in your car till the day you die. If it comes to us, we will definitely. That is one thing. After we did the whole breakup and get back together thing, yeah. we were like, okay, we're never doing that again. We'll just. But wasn't there? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there some talk kind of saying you guys were taking a bit of a break? Well, last yeah, but year? that's different. That's different. That's and that's what I'm talking about. Right, is right. There's never that. We will never do this again. We are done. Right. We'll we'll just be like okay. We're going to go do, just do some other shit for a little bit. Be back, you know, type okay, of thing. Yep. You know, if, if we feel like it, you know, we'll be back. It's sort of the same thing with albums, you know. If this music comes to us, awesome. If it doesn't, awesome. You know, or, to, you know, touring. Hey, you guys want to do this tour? Nah. Do you want to do it? Fuck yeah, we want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, sure. So it just sort of depends. And that's the beauty of it is we don't have to do anything. We just get to do things that we want to do. And yeah. it's fun. You know, sounds sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. Beautiful thing. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, thank you. Anything else to add? Zero. You got a show to rock. I think in a we couple went through it all. Yeah, yeah. I think we got there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Bob, you got anything to add? Oh, I have a lot to add. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Give give give, uh, give, give uh, Robert the microphone. Oh, oh, if it stretches. Hello. Tell the people something. <laughs> tell the people something nice. Well, I, I got to get into my subdued yoga teacher voice. Okay, Hello, okay. puppet. I have something to add to this conversation. Yes, yes. All right, listen up. Here's the plan. <laughs> Don't be bad, but be bad. <laughs> there you go. That is a mic drop lyric right there. Don't be bad, but be bad. But be bad. I like it. I like it, but be bad. So there it is with Nathan of Boy Sets Fire, a guy that doesn't hold back, speaks his mind, doesn't care what you think. And I love that about him. Thanks again, Nathan, so much for doing this. It's been a long time coming and all the best with everything you've got going on in your life. To the rest of you guys, well, hey, you too. Uh, Thank you so much for being here with me on this fine Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this. You could be listening to this years from now. Isn't that a weird thing to think about? This will exist years from now. You can go back and hear how stupid I am. You know, it's 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 a really is a weird these podcasts are really weird. Speaking of which, years ago I did like 150 other episodes. So you can go back and listen to those as well. There's some great stuff if you like old hardcore, maybe that's why you're listening to this. Uh, maybe some maybe you're from Europe and you like some of those other real popular bands in Europe. Hey, go back Check them out. There are some great episodes, about 150 of them. So, uh, yeah, I will be right here with more content every week. So make sure you're subscribed. And, uh, again, my email address is leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with me, 
Oh my god, I will leave you with a tune, and why I am flustered is because I don't know what to play. I think a lot of people listening know the old Boy Sets Fire, which I played in the, you know, the little clip I play before we do the interview. Uh, the heavy stuff after the eulogy that was a great album, a classic hardcore record. But I feel like a lot of people listening to this might not realize some of Boy Sets Fire's best stuff is on their new album. So I'm going to play a song from their self-titled release, which just came out. I guess it came out three years ago now. Feels new to me, but I guess it came out three years ago. Here is one match on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.